was having lunch with a minister in town named Tim Smith earlier this week, and he told me this story. About four or five years ago, he started to feel in his prayer an urge from the Lord to make connections in the black community with other black ministers. He said, I'd been a minister in Mobile for a long time, but I never really had any friendships or relationships in the black community. So I felt called to reach out. And so he said at first it was kind of hard. He said he just started kind of cold calling some churches and saying, hey, you want to get together for lunch? And be like, who are you? Where are you coming from? But he said one day he was at this board meeting for a nonprofit and there was another black minister on the board. And as the meeting went on, he, 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 he felt like the Lord spoke to him. He said, you know, the Lord doesn't always speak to me like this, but the Lord just made it clear to me. He said, there's your guy. So I walked across the room, I introduced myself, and and we ended up setting up lunch. And he said, we had lunch for about two hours, and it was great. We talked about all kinds of things, we shared our hearts, and at the end of the lunch, we kind of were looking at each other and, and, and thinking, well, now what? Where do we go from here? And they came up with an idea. They said, how about two weeks from now, we meet again, and we each invite three friends to come with us, three other ministers in our communities, and we come back and have lunch. They said, okay, great. So they ordered, uh, reserved a room at Bluegill on the causeway, a little back room, and 23 people ended up showing up to this meeting. People heard about it, there was some excitement. And at this meeting, they felt the Holy Spirit was moving, and, they, and the one thing that they really kind of figured out was they felt called to build trust to take some time and build trust. And so for the next year or so, different ministers in Mobile started to come together and share their experiences from the black and the white Christian communities. And that first lunch that Tim had with uh, the guy's name is Joe Johnson. He's a pastor of Mount Hebron. It's a big black Baptist church in Mobile. That first meeting, they really felt they needed to take the time to build trust by just hearing and understanding one another. And so they said that became really difficult when you get a bunch of type A personalities, all these ministers in the same room together. Everybody's ready to do something, to come up with some kind of project or activity. But they kept just taking this year to hear each other's stories and to try to understand. And the amazing thing that came out of this was they finally after a year, a year and a half of sharing stories, they decided to develop a group which is now known as the Pledge Group. And it's a group of black and white ministers from around the Mobile and the surrounding area that try to shrink the divide between Christians and between races in Mobile. And after a year and a half, the, they call it the Pledge Group because they all have taken this pledge and it's just one sentence. I pledge to love my neighbor and to reject my own tendency to distance myself from those different from me. I pledge to love my neighbor and reject my own tendency to distance myself from those different from me. After morning mass, a guy said to me, he said, Father, that pretty much sounds like love God and love your neighbor. Haven't we been saying that a long time? I said, yes, we have. But the trick is, in every generation, the seeds of the gospel have to take root in our time and in our place. It's not automatic. 
It's the same eternal truths. They have to take root in actual people's hearts and actual real situations so that the harvest of the gospel can be made manifest in every generation. And since this pledge group developed, they have prayed for four or five years together. They've hosted two big events called Shrink the Divide where they brought in speakers and thousands of people have attended. They've developed small group resources that people can use in their parishes, their schools, their homes to help talk about race and talk about unity in the body of Christ. Not too long ago, they organized a day where they invited the policemen of the city and they prayed over the police asking God to bless them and fill them with the love of Christ as they go out and do their ministry in the city. The mayor has looked to them for guidance in how to deal with some race relations. The governor has reached out to them to help teach what they're doing to maybe other cities and communities. And the incredible thing about all of this to me is it all began with the Holy Spirit whispering in the ear of one guy. He was just praying and felt God bugging him to reach out. At that meeting, he felt the Lord say, there's the guy. And just two people came together and had a good lunch and talked, heard each other and understood each other. And all of this fruit has fallen out from that. I couldn't help but think of this story and wanted to share it today because Jesus tells us in the gospel that the seed that falls on rich soil is the one who hears the word and understands it. Hears the word and understands it. And a great challenge, the prophet Isaiah says, many people hear, but they don't understand. Many people see, but they don't really see. And the challenge in our lives is to think about when God speaks to us, do we just hear what he has to say or do we take the time to understand it? It really does take time for us to get at the heart of what God is asking us to do in our lives. But there are many things that can distract us. Jesus says that there's a lack of understanding that can, that can hold us back. We don't take the time to understand. He said that tribulations or persecutions can come and it can kind of frighten us or make us lose our focus. And we kind of give up on trying to understand God's word. He talks about worldly anxiety, the lure of riches. We just get so caught up in the rat race, so caught up in worldly things that we aren't taking the time to hear and understand what God is doing in our lives. Are we hearing and understanding God in our lives of prayer and faith? But also, are we hearing and understanding one another? We think about our girlfriends, our boyfriends. We think about our spouses. We think about our children. We think about people at work. We think about people who are different than us, as the pledge says. You know, people who have different personalities, different backgrounds, whatever it is. Are we taking the time to hear and understand so that... That seed can plant itself in our hearts and bear the fruits of peace and joy. It takes time for this. And I think in our day and age, that's one thing that keeps the gospel from really taking root is we're too busy. We're too caught up in things to really be able to receive what God has for us. And as Isaiah says, when God speaks to us, It's a gift. It's like rain falling. It's like snow falling. There's nothing we can do to control it. There's nothing we can do to merit it. It just happens. 
But when it does happen, are we ready to receive that gift into our life? A lot of times what can keep us from receiving what God has is we're trying to control situations on our own. We're trying to control and respond to things on our own. But God says that he gives us his word and it will not come back to him until it's accomplished what it was set to do. Is God's word able to accomplish in us what he has set it out to do? Let us not be afraid to take a look at this in the week to come. The big things, the small things in our lives, our hearts are the soil that God wants to plant his seeds of the gospel for today, for Mobile, for this university, for our families, for our neighborhoods. He wants to renew his creation through us at this mass. And let us be open to how he might want to do that through his work.